Wait a second, is that Kenny Powers walking around my show? Quite possibly. How are you doing, man? Who am I speaking to here? Ashley Schaefer, Ashley Schaefer BMW. Damn okay. fine to meet you. I take it you own this place. I sure do. That's what my name's on the goddamn building. I thought Ashley Schaefer was gonna be a woman. <laughs> I love women. I take that as a compliment. Take it as you will. I will. You take should. It. I am. <laughs> I'm taking it. <laughs> Some pretty nice showroom you got. Well, thank you. We've, we have a lot of pride here. We've done a lot of work lately. Complete renovations. We got beautiful cars. Beautiful surroundings. Yeah. Beautiful women. Oh yeah, they are pretty hot, huh? They're my closers. And they help people who are slightly hesitant to buy cars. So you happen to be a man? I was literally shocked. I'm a Georgia fan. Salt laugh. Hey, hey, hey. Where's Marty? Hey, hey, hey. hey. Listen to him. They want it. They want more. They always want more, Paul. Crack open the fresh bagels. My microphone smells funny. No, it's your fault. You're the last one to use it. Yeah, I know. Which has been too long, by the way. How long was this? Three weeks? Three weeks? Three weeks. Oh, well, man. it has been a long time. People and, probably uh, thought we was gone for good. It feels special to be back. It does. feels weird a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I'd strange. like to uh, introduce the uh, the new the new voice. Yeah. Not he'll, he'll be here from time to time. How's it going? But I, I do have a song for you, Snake. <laughs> Jake the Snake. First theme song called Snake Bit right here. Snake Bit, yeah. God, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it just sounds like... <laughs> Would you bust out your synthesizer? It's called Jake the Snake, the wrestler. That's his theme song. I like it. I like it. So, it's always good to have, you know, walk-in music. Like I'm coming up to the plate. That's it, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like I'm coming up to the plate. Is he going to wrestle with him or make love to him? It sounds like it sounds like Jake should use this to come into the bedroom at night. Just, cool. it, it was the late 80s, you know. This if is, I could show this you all this picture. This, this is also... <laughs> This is also like a good song to play while you're drinking your beer. Yeah, good move. Already got a spill. Nothing like beer spills and electronics. Way yeah, go, good stuff. Good stuff. That's actually my dad in that this picture. That's why we can't have nice things. Yeah, go. Uh, I don't have. Get some. Uh, don't worry, Will's got it. Like everything else in this company, we'll handle it. <laughs> well, you know, when you hear this song, it just liquids. They, they shoot out, and you just never know what's going to happen. When you have Thank a boa constrictor on your back, you know. When you, when you get Paul a, a bib and a sippy cup, that'd be good. It sounds like a great song to, like, take photos of people at night. <laughs> uh, it's definitely like a... Uh, you're Fierro. So you're saying it's good stalker music? Exactly. It's like, 
What is Hobby Lobby up to at midnight? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get back to some tunes. Oh Lord. But anyway, I thought I just wanted to you know start off with that because Snake's here and. Yeah, that's the theme song. Well, well, after that uh, thorough, um, albeit thorough uh, introduction, Jake, why don't you at least tell people who you are so somebody knows what we're talking about? Uh, you know, just Jake Ellington, um, just here here to talk, really. JakeEllington.com, guys. Yeah, dot com. Yeah, <laughs> dot net. Excuse me. Yeah, Captain Snake. Captain Snake. Doug in here again. He's coming back from Vegas, and uh, yeah. You know, so Jake's gonna sit in and hang out with us. Jake just got back a couple weeks ago from the Seychelles. So we figured he could bring something to the table. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Thank <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of which, I, I ran into Doug on uh, Saturday, maybe it was. Yeah, no. Saturday. <laughs> Who the hell is Wait. Um, anyway, so I, we were going downtown, and I was like, I texted everybody. I texted you, Paul. I, well, I didn't text you, Will, because you live in Beaufort. <laughs> that's good. I didn't really get a no text. True. I didn't think about you, Jake. Uh, he I'm does sorry. Mount Pleasant, so. Eh, he's better than <laughs> us, anyway. Um, so I texted around because I was going downtown, and Doug, and Doug, of course, was like, hey, man, we were butchering beer or whatever. Come by. Always I was like, somewhere trendy. And I was like, uh, I was like, all right, well, you know, we'll go say hey, you know. And I'm thinking it's like Doug and Kelsey, you know, maybe one other people come over there and he's like, he's like, dude, should come over here and say hey, have beer. And I'm like, okay. He's got like 40 people at this like giant uh. table, and I was like, oh, is this a wedding reception or something? He's like, no, man, we just, they're just people. Like, I mean, I was like, oh, so social. <laughs> Yeah, we ended up getting. I mean, we ended up sitting down for a minute, but it was just awkward to come walking in on those forty people already involved in their stuff. And I love when you're introduced to people like that. They don't give a shit. No, you don't, you don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm not gonna remember your face in like. Yeah, can we just skip the name thing? Yeah, be I like don't care. this is Paul. This is everyone. Yeah, I'm not gonna remember any of your names, and you're not gonna remember mine. So it's perfectly. It's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna sit over there and get drunk. But. <laughs> But yeah, it has been three weeks, and uh, since then, I think we were about to go to the Muskie Tournament. Weren't we the last time we recorded? I yeah, think so, yeah. yeah. You guys were leaving for the next week, I think. Hardly Strictly Muskie, uh, brought to you by Toey Boats. And uh, Todd Gregory down there puts this thing together. It's pretty cool because people come from all over. We I came from nine hours away. The Northeast, Midwest, and Southeast. So it's kind of a cluster of all kinds of different folks, and they're all good people. Uh, but they're all chasing that damn muskie, man. Like, that damn muskie. Like, you think, I guess permit, you actually see permit when you're yeah, permit fishing. Yeah, so yeah. it kind of takes, I mean, it's nothing like permit fishing, but it's the next most elusive species, I would say. Because you don't even see them until you actually eat, or I guess they do crawl out and chase the fly a little bit. Occasionally. But, yeah, man, we didn't see one. Or you fish saw of one a thousand casts. I thought I saw one, but it was... I don't know. It was a weird day. Uh, it was one of those days that we got on the water. I think last year they talked about the water was way too dirty. And the day we got on the water, it was one of those rare instances where it was like, maybe it's really too clear. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was really clear. And the next day, the day we left, that's when the uh, that's when the hogs came out of the barn, as they say. Mm. That's what the guides always say. It's The water was really dirty yesterday, but today it's too clear. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you just got to come up for an excuse on any, yeah, anything yeah, going yeah. on. There's just too much water. Yeah. 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 It's too too much. watery. The water is too wet, to yeah. be honest there's with you. Yeah. There's, there's water is real wet it. today. It's, real it's wet. just not windy enough. Right. Right. It was, it was blowing five tarping. yesterday, but it's blowing seven like, today. You so. should have been here yesterday. I was. Well, hell, you should have been here next last week. <laughs> you should have been here tomorrow. It was really crazy. Yeah. You should have been here tomorrow. <laughs> oh man, that so much covers it. But we got a we got a new new uh, dude working for us called the Body Lawson Bodybuilder, and he took the trip with us. Yeah, he's he's over. 
Uh, eight and still a half working. hours. Eight and a half in the car. In, hours in the car with Paul and Will. Took That's eight it. hours to get. Eight and a half. Eight and a half, eight and a half to get to, to Tennessee. You get Are you your serious? Part, yeah. What did you guys do? Well, Mark. yeah. The way it was located, it's west of Knoxville, so we we could either go through Atlanta or through Asheville. And we decided living in Atlanta long enough, we were like, screw no. that. Yeah. So we went through Asheville. So it's literally straight up and over. It took eight and a half hours. It's only like Knoxville's only like five, so it's three hours west of. It's Knoxville. two hours. For Knoxville. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can get to Knoxville in five, but I'd love to. I can make, make that trip with you. Five. <laughs> it's four to Asheville. And it's another hour and a half to by car. Yeah. Anyway. T- Tennessee's a long state. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's deceptively long. Jake's already jumping right in. Just got this shit down. <laughs> just putting it out. Just throwing it out. Just saying, you know. I've, I've looked at a map. Before. I just didn't know where McMinnville was. I, I it just, is a long. I, really, I don't think people in McMinnville know where the rest of the country is. <laughs> That was we, kind of uh, a different place. <laughs> we had a little joggle through the old yellow pages there, and uh, we got a few laughs out of that one. Yeah, it was I'm interesting. Sure. But uh, you always got to go. I'm used to this. You got to go and you like look in the phone book and see what's there when you get to a hotel. You got to see if there's a fly shop, no fly shop. Got to see if there's a fishing store, no fishing store. You got to see if there's fishing guides, no fishing guides. Then you're like, okay, let's see. Uh, let's get interesting. Let's see what we can come up with. Uh, no entertainment. <laughs> no bars, no escorts. My favorite's the escorts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, it could just be like Jim and Tammy's uh, adult escort services. And like they <laughs> help supervise old people to get downtown. But yeah. you don't know. You're like, what the hell's going on with this other business? That is Will's thing whenever we go to a hotel. He's always looking at the phone. <laughs> well, I got Paul to deal with. So. Yeah. yeah, I look at the Bible and just phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure you do, Paul. Right to Job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good old time, the Musket Tournament. So, Blaine... We go to check in this hotel. This hotel, it was so shitty. It smelled there like was that. There was no um, there was no light on in the lobby. We're in <laughs> McMinnville, Tennessee. They have four clocks. One to let us know what time it is in McMinnville. One in New York, which is the same. Uh, no, one hour. Paris. And what was the other one? Like, Tokyo. Because the international traveler... Finds himself in McBenville. Because the internet. Pretty, pretty routine. And also, yeah. the international traveler wants to know what time it is in all these locations with the lights off and watch <laughs> three day old Braves replay game. Well, to their credit, they do serve an intercontinental breakfast. So. And, and Paul, when we were checking in, Paul was That's like, much. they have a smoking room. That we can get, you just want to get the smoking room? I was like, no, <laughs> let's not get the smoking no, room. Because even, even my, my, my whole thing is like, it's like I, I've smoked a cigarette in my time, but it's like, no one just sits around like, well, it's time for bed. Just one <laughs> cigarette to help put me down. <laughs> yeah. Like, even smoke, like, yeah, I would rather be outside if I was smoking. I don't even like being trapped in a car or, like, I don't understand people riding with a car. Like, even people pass you on the highway and they got the windows up. And just freight training cigarettes. I'm like, how well, do you do that? Well, this hotel is another level. It smelled like someone sm- that smoked a cigarette in the elevator. <laughs> I've like, never been a part of that. If it's a summer day and I'm a little hungover, like on a Saturday, or I'm in my car waiting to go through an intersection. I see someone walking across the street smoking a cigarette. I want to puke. Uh. <laughs> like it makes like to see someone else smoking a cigarette on a hot, nasty day. Is, uh, ugh, I can't. Uh, I don't. Before think. noon. Oh yeah. Ugh. <laughs> before. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, we had a good time in old musky country. Uh, Mike Schultz, Chris, Chris Willen, and Blaine Chocolate, that team won. They caught three in one day. Those guys. Oh, so. Big fish. Blaine, Blaine chases musky a lot, though, doesn't he? Like, uh, yeah, I think in Virginia, I think it's smallmouth and musky is what he does. We tried to get him on the phone today, but he's Whew, on the water. Always on the water. Oh, yeah. 
But Blaine is the the maker of the game changer and all those little uh, the gummy, gummy minnow. Gummy minnow. The wiggle minnow. He's like the next uh, clouser. And a bunch of trout stuff that you probably up. don't even know he's behind. Yeah, the dude's yeah. the dude makes a living off of his uh off of his flies, yeah, by the way. Absolutely. That he doesn't even have to tie them anymore. So but uh must be nice. If you're in it. if you are if you guys I think y'all are in the Charleston area. Uh, I'm, but I want yeah. to tell the listeners out there <laughs> if you're in the Charleston area, this Saturday we're going to Low Tide Brewery having a little event with those guys. Over on uh, John's Island, it's a uh, one of the new mini breweries that this town is starting to have in every town. But uh, it's pretty cool, pretty cool setup they got over there, and we're doing it in uh, combination with Charles Sun Skin Skin Cancer uh, Society. I don't really know what, but Charles Sun Skin Cancer uh, Charity. So we're doing it with them, and we're going to start partnering up with them a lot, just because we're always out fishing, and some you got to watch out for and. We just figure we partner up with those guys. Raising sunscreen awareness. Sunscreen awareness. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, there's gonna have they're gonna have music. I think starting at six. Food trucks. So that's this Saturday at four o'clock. Low Tide Brewery, Johns Island. I think it's on Maybank Highway. So there you go for all you locals. That's like the only road on Johns Island. I think right now it's just gonna be Paul out there. It could be just me. It could be just you. I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it. I I might be able to might come get out Mike there. Benson out there. I might be able to come out there. I don't have anything going on on Jake Saturdays. So that's really be there. Um I'm not going west of the Cooper on Memorial Day. <laughs> I tell you what we might have as a West of the Cooper. I tell you what we might have as a good giveaway that you could give away, Paul, at the uh, Charleston uh, event yeah, at Lentai Brewery like is my wife decided to uh buy me a Father's Day gift, early Father's Day gift. And uh, she wanted me to check the calendar, which is a busy time on our calendar. She bought you and I both tickets to Robert Earl Keane here in Charleston Ooh. during iCast. Ooh. Oh, oh, nice. Uh, I started yeah. to say, my lovely wife. But I started like, to say, I'll take them. Yeah, I'll horrible take them in timing. iCast, too. Yeah. So. I won't be in iCast if you so want to just that, yeah, we can. hand them under the table to me. We'll just have to get your tax ID well, and proper still check. Very, and still very, <laughs> <laughs> that's still very nice of her. That was extremely nice. That's crazy, yeah. I double checked with my boss lady. I actually do have the time off for iCast, so there it's official. I'm hey, a body. Go. I'm a go. You mind getting a beer for me? Oh, uh, you already gonna make oh. a kid do that? Come on, Paul. Would you be a nice gentleman? And <laughs> he's on the clock. The body is also a fishing guide. Yeah, and uh, pretty damn good one. He's a Hilton Head boy. He's used to fetching beers. Then. Silver. Yeah, the body's been uh, here for about almost two weeks. Yeah, week and a half. He's in charge of all the uh, dealer relations. Thanks, buddy. So uh, that's, that's right. <laughs> Good on you, buddy. Hey, he's he's, he's learning. He's he's got what it takes. We got on to him the other day. It's like, uh, what did you get into last night? And he goes, uh, just me and the roommates just sat around and had a beer. And we we're like, this is ridiculous. We got to live through you. You need to get out and do some shit. That we want to hear about. At least lie to us. Yeah. 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 I can, do, I can do that. I can do that in ten minutes. I can sit down and just have a beer with a couple people. We want some excitement. So Mike, I got into a new musician I've never heard of until last night. I saw it on Bloodshot Records Instagram named oh. Al Scorch. Like punk rock bluegrass. Oh yeah? It's pretty good too. What uh, was the uh, musician Al that Scorch. the body brought up? During uh, the McMinnville trip. Goat. God Goat. of all Texas. God of all Texas. That is fine. I've never heard of that. It either. is quite interesting with an asterisk next to it. Yes. Like, <laughs> kind of a, kind, kind, we were like, all right, let's get this guy. We were thinking about throwing a little party at ICAST and like, one of the open Yeah, at things. first it sounded pretty legit. Like, and then like one of his 
biggest songs had to do with uh, all kinds of nasty things you can find on the internet with well, a simple Google a, search. He wears a Texas flag banana hammock. Yeah. He wears a, what, a Texas flag banana hammock? Yeah. Like the uh, Borat banana yeah. hammock? Yeah. Similar. Type yeah. of or- overall it stops the waist, deal. but still. But he embraces yeah. it. Got it. Look it up. Check it out. Yeah, I don't want I, to. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm out. And take a pass. <laughs> Speaking of Instagram, y'all should check out the one that Will posted yesterday, if you haven't already looked at it. Flood Tide Co. The Instagram, baby hand video. The baby arm. <laughs> the baby hands Well, you video. were busy. He was spying on me, and he got the best of what that brought. So, so you're telling me that wasn't your hand? Oh, well, no it's comment. pretty close. It's pretty close. You, you know how I could tell it didn't have any little ginger ginger uh, freckles on the back of it. Uh, if it had that, it would have definitely been Paul's hand. <laughs> now he's going to get the brown marker. He's going to get brown marker and put some little ginger freckles on it. Red marker. I just had a phone call come in. I'll be right back. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, anyone got any just off the top, off the top topics before we uh, go to old commercial? No, not that I can think of. Are you at the flood time? Yeah, Mama Wee. Yep, yep. Yep, she asked me that two days ago, by the way. Did she? Talked to her and asked me where I was. I had some paintings. (laughs) I got any painting orders and if we sold any shirts. (laughs) I figured we'd be past all those kind of questions. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we sold shirts, Mama. That's what we do. Like, I'm not saying that I take it for granted selling a shirt or two, but, like, that's what we do every day now. Like, we're... Doing something with shirts plural, like, yeah. Yeah. and then she'll ask me if I got. Well, you got any paintings you're working on? I'm like, God, mom, I hope we're past that. Like, I'm always working on some sort of painting, but uh, it's <laughs> this you know, is my job. I don't want your life. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I, I want to talk to you about Gilroy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's some good mom talk. Uh, but anyway, should we uh, head to commercial? Yeah. Yeah, I could use stretch. Okay. Well, let's do it. This edition of the Barely Live from Flood Tide Company brought to you by Tellington's Lower Back Tattoo Removal Services. (laughs) Tellington's Lower Back Tattoo Removal Cream, when applied every hour... For 72 straight hours, it slowly burns your unwanted back tattoo away. When you feel the burn, you know it's working. Darlington's Lower Back Tattoo Removal Cream. Because it won't be cool forever. Options like panel interior, special paint, trick wheels, and more from your Ford dealer. All right. Yeah, we're 
back. Just kind of ambling through another episode. I yeah. like it. I yeah. like it. Not in a hurry. Um. So, what was Scoop's? Uh, Scoop's going on a vacation soon. Any going to like? Uh, what's that little town up? Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. He's going to Cleveland. Oh, Cle- Cleveland, Tennessee. No, no, not near as Or excited. Cleveland, Georgia. <laughs> He's going to Cleveland, Ohio. He really wants to go to uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, yeah. So I, didn't, I didn't pick Scoop for a rock and roll fan. Well, I think he likes the obscure stuff that you never heard of that you're like, who yeah. the hell is well, this? Well, how does he get these these ads? Like, who are these companies that he gets these well, ads? That's the service we pay for. I mean, we get like, So we pay him and we he pay brings him. the money in. And yeah. Then, yeah, and then we get a Saves cut Saves you from making all the okay. phone calls, you know? Yeah. So those are his... He finds all those... Those businesses, according uh, to the business services they offer, yes, he somehow does find this, and it doesn't really matter to us because we're getting the cut. It doesn't matter who it's coming from. Yeah, it's not this big cut. So checks coming okay. to mail. That's all that matters. Yeah. What do we get? Like seven dollars on that? Like something like that. Hey, it keeps right. the lights on, Paul. Well, I mean, to be to be fair, Tarleton's lower back tattoo removal cream is kind of a, a startup. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just acid in well, do you Do you know? Have you bought some? Are you <laughs> trying to remove it? No, like I'm, I'm just thinking that it is uh, probably a startup. So I was hanging out with Schliski last night. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Schliski business? He's like, Schliske. the one tattoo I don't have yet that I want is a tramp stamp of a Paul Puckett, uh, just a tailing fish. Uh, he wants right a tramp stamp. Yeah, he wants a tramp stamp. So. Uh, see, Schliski. Uh, Takes tattoos and all that stuff to another level with Pig yeah. Farm Inc. And we talked about this one time. It's having the tramp stamp of uh, Lady and the Tramp sharing the uh, spaghetti. Oh, yes. Noodle. As a tramp stamp. Yes. yes. That would be amazing. <laughs> now, I don't think his art is up to that level. <laughs> it would just uh, look like a stick figure dog and a string yeah, to exactly. the mouth of another <laughs> stick figure dog. My cousin. My cousin and I, and I, I have a lot of cousins, so it's not like I'm giving Well, you are from North Carolina. Yeah, I got a lot of them. <laughs> Well, one of them, he got drunk when he was in college. Calhoun? No, not that cousin. This is one of my oh. lesser, uh, lesser money-fied cousins. Money-fied. <laughs> yeah. Somebody looked that up. So, yeah, it's, it's a word. Anyways, he so invents all kinds gets, of words on this he show. Gets drunk, <laughs> he gets drunk. I invent all kinds of words in life, period, not even without a microphone. But he, he gets drunk in college, and he gets a, a tramp stamp of a four-leaf clover. Right, I mean, it's like dead center right over his ass crack. To this day, like he's so embarrassed of like yeah, he like you'll go to the beach or something with him. He'll have his he'll have his board shorts man. all the way up so that it's like covered. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Paul's, Paul's got a trout <laughs> tattoo on his ankle, which oh, he shit. almost got a Dave Matthews uh dancing man tattoo. <laughs> which is that true? I, I am so mad that he didn't get that. The I, man. It would be years of me uh, giving him this shit. This is circa ninety four. You know, hey man, there's still time. There's still time. <laughs> let's just you, say you've got two ankles, Paul. Let's just say it's one of the smartest things I've ever done, and the, one of the stupidest things I've never done. How do we and, know uh, that trout isn't on top of the Dave Matthews dancing? Yeah, maybe the dancing man up. holding the trout. Oh, well, it all started like back in the old fraternity days. All the Pledge Brothers we were all going to get a Kappa Sig tattoo. Yeah. And I, rat tat. and I knew rat I was just not going to, and I thank God I didn't. Yeah. And I came out with a trap to do, and they all had Kappa said like, what the, what the hell, man? I thought we were all in this together. They were like, well, I told you I was going to get a tattoo. So I worked for a fly shop for a long time, uh, and that fly shop has a pretty unique symbol that's pretty well-known and, and, and very copied a lot. And uh, 
we hey, used to have customers coming all the time and show us their tattoos of this symbol. A lot of people, like you'd be surprised Classy. how many people have that tattoo. The Flash Shop logo. Yeah, our logo on their body, which is whatever, cool. Yeah, whatever. Well, one day this dude comes in and he's got it on his ankle, like an ankle tattoo of this emblem, and it. Uh, yeah, and it was like I was kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. It's cool, bro. He's oh yeah, check this out. He shows me a picture. Him and his groomsmen, like five of them. All got the same tattoo on the same ankle, and there's like a picture of them lined up, like with their ankles out, like with all these like lined up with I shit with a flash shop logo, with the flash shops logo, all of them lined I up with it. Been a shit. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I mean, it was one of those moments in time where you like are trying so hard to be cool and like keep a straight face. Like, yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah, dude. bro, that's awesome. And inside, you're dying. You're like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> You can never complain about being a groomsman ever again. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, I had to buy these these suspenders, but at least I didn't have to get a uh, fly shop logo tattoo <laughs> on my ankle. Well, let's not forget Slisky has a dick chicken on his leg. Yeah, but that's Does he say cock a doodle do? I have a friend who has a uh, rooster with a cock in his hand that says cock a doodle do, and the other side it says, uh, Let's go nuts, and it's only on his upper thigh because the tattoo artist refused to tattoo it onto his ball sack. <laughs> oh nice. God, well, I mean, but see, you see a man with a with a cock chicken on his leg, you know he doesn't take that seriously. Like you see something like four dudes with the same tattoo on the ankle, they're taking it seriously. <laughs> it makes it exponentially worse. Like I see cock tattoos, and I'm like, oh, okay, this guy's got a sense of humor. Yeah, He's yeah. got a cock on himself, whatever. Yeah. What, what can I, what can I not say to that this guy was down with? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the other guy just creeps me out even more. <laughs> well, before we get into the Jake the Snake stories, oh yeah, just want to let people know we got Walter 2.0 uh, Redfish Edition. Ooh. We're going to start coming up with a little shirt of the month, and they're usually going to be kind of retro shirts we did a long time ago that we kind of started this whole company based on that we don't do anymore. People have just asked for them, so we're like, hell, let's do them again. So we're going to kind of change them up a little bit. But they're available on the website. Uh, cutoff date is, I think, a week from today, May 31. May 31, and available from small to triple XL. So uh, this is a... Uh this might be the last time in a long time that we're going to print this shirt. So, uh, Walter. Would, Walter, I would take advantage of it. It's a quality shirt and, and uh, something everybody's been asking for. So, so jump on it while uh, supplies last because we're limited. It's limited to 250. Mm. Special editions. Holding a channel bash. Yeah. What else do they call them around here? Puppy drum. Spot tail. Spot tail. Rock, redfish. Rock channel bash. bash. Rock channel bash. Yeah. Channel bash. I think they call them redfish, too. Yeah, I think that's uh, red drum. So, Snake, before we get into the Seychelles trip, I want to hear the story about you and Scotty going up to North Carolina. <clears throat> this is a great a story. A few years back. Oh, this is a, a few years back. It was like six years ago. And I, I want to make sure the readers are aware, the listeners, the readers, the listeners are aware that this is not an abnormal thing for Jake Snake. I love my buddy Jake here. He's just had some he bad has, luck he, here and there. He occasionally gets the touch from the bad luck fairy. <laughs> I guess so, Snake so, bit. So, <laughs> quick, quick, ex quick example of uh, Jake the Snake's bad luck is t uh, Paul and I and Jake decided to fish in this tarpon tournament up around Georgetown a couple years ago and we were on your fountain boat that you had and you had the rods on the roof and we were leaving your place over on uh, Sullivan's Island <laughs> and we passed under this. some low trees and next thing we know we come back and two rods have no line on them 
across the tree graph fishing line. I was line. testing the drag. <laughs> <laughs> and like we get out and the rods are stripped Dude, down bare. That. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get out in like thirty plus mile an hour winds and just get swamped. I think how far did we go before we finally were like, fuck, we can't do this. My my favorite part about that trip was uh running the Bulls and Arrows, which are small creeks the back way to Bulls Bay and at night and I'm just running my little cell phone. I know mostly by oh, that was the tarpon tournament. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. And okay. um looking over at Will's face running these little creeks at night at like thirty miles an hour and He's looking at me like, wait a minute, is that guy really navigating these little creeks on his cell phone? <laughs> yeah. He, he looked over at me like we were about to die. But I got us there. No, you, you did get us dude, there. Yeah. That was like a, a no problem trip. That, everything went great on that. Well, I feel like we're at this time now with cell phones that you can literally like fucking launch a shuttle in Pakistan right now Look. with a cell phone. But like two years ago, you're like, is that Adobe? That's not working on my phone. Like, <laughs> you were going through a couple different I'm a little programs. suspicious. Yeah, yeah it was, it was not a uh, Lawrence GPS system, to say the least, now. All right. So but tell, we, we did tease this because we were like, well, sometime we'll have to have Jake on yeah, here no, and tell Yeah, tell, about tell the, the story because I know the story. We all well, at the table know the story, but you got to tell it. So folks. this was many, many years ago. <laughs> this is when Scott Davis, who's you know, a fine friend of all of ours, um, was not the low country fly shop owner. He was a bartender at um, a local fondue restaurant, which is how I know Scott. Fondue yours. Fondue yours. Yes. <laughs> so I would I would spend too much time at that bar in the in the afternoon, and um, Scott and I decided that we were going to take my Pathfinder, which I had at the time, up to Atlantic Beach. And so I pick up Scott at ten o'clock, and we were going to drive through the night and uh, fish in the morning. And Scott is drunk. <laughs> And has like a big thing of whiskey with him, and has to stop and seven, pee. Seven. Stop and seven. pee every twenty-five minutes, I'd say, <laughs> to the point where I just said, you know, what? you just need to start peeing in Gatorade bottles because we're not stopping. It's going to be a ten-hour trip. But um, I, I broke one of Scott's rods. I broke two pairs of Costa sunglasses. Um, I didn't catch a single fish. <laughs> um, at one point, we were the fish weren't busting, and there were just fish that were deep, and we were throwing sinking lines and. I had Scott throw a sinking line off the front of the boat. I threw one off the back of the boat. We switched rods to make sure it wasn't by poor casting or something. And the rod I just handed Scott immediately got hit by a fish. I couldn't buy buy a bite or a fish. And then there's um, that video though of you throwing his his uh, Winston and you just you broke it and you just turn around and you go, uh, uh, just the man. The look on your face is incredible. Yeah, it's it's always good to have GoPros around to can't capture moments like that. And then one we we were at the uh, Atlantic Beach. Or no, I'm sorry, uh, Harker's Island Fishing Resort. And the di- we come out, and the tide swing there was really high like ours. And, and they don't have floaters. They got the old fixed dock. The old so you fixed got dock. spring and everything so else. So the edge of my Pathfinder got hung up on the dock, <laughs> and the tide went out seven feet, and it ripped the cap off of my Pathfinder. $2,000 worth of fiberglass work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, it, was it overnight, like y'all had docked it for the night? Yeah, and we came out the next morning, and the boat's hanging. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so we pushed the boat off and fished again that day. And then the last day... Um, Wait, you fished in the boat still? Yeah, they just ripped up like a part of the cap. Okay. Um, we were, it, was, it was still floating. The, the, the hole itself was intact. Um, so, so at one point, was that boat totally hanging off the dock but the water was all the way down? Yes, yes. Oh that was, it was like halfway when we found it, but at one point it was fully... And we had to kick it off. We had to like do a lot more damage <laughs> to it to get it off. Every time I dock a boat now, I always think of that story because I'm like, uh, uh, 
It's floating dog. Spring, okay, okay we're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Floater dog, yeah. Otherwise, you got to do the spring lines. You got to remember all your shit from Captain School that you never do with the dog yeah. lines. <laughs> and um, so, so then the last day, we hook up with the two, uh, Brian and then his wife, who, who run charters out of Parker's Island. They were nice enough to let us follow them down to the back way into the Beaufort Inlet. Where Brian Horsley. For, there there for we go. Um, and um, we got out to the fishing area, and the... the the birds were flying, and it looked like we were gonna have a great day. And my water pump blew out, and we had to be towed <laughs> back the back way, which is like 20 miles all the way back to Harker's Island. And then on the way home, I blew a tire on the trailer. And at that point, I told Scott to not talk to me, and <laughs> he said that the look on my face was that of like a psycho killer when I was you back have behind. Luck. That was that was a good like six or seven years ago. I've actually improved since then. I think it was something that had to do with karma or something. I got I got right with somebody. I wonder what, I wonder what you did because <laughs> then we went out for the we came in town for the film tour. We went out in that big uh, the contender the thirty one contender, contender yeah. with yeah. Ben Austin and I think you were there too. Yep. yep. And uh, it was just shit weather. It's like classic. Oh, it was a washing machine. Weather. We made a run for it though. We just had to turn around. But there were a couple times when we were all going like. I don't think we should be here. And like we were like, Jake, should we still be here? And Jake's like, oh, yeah, 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 we're good. And then finally, after three, <laughs> doing that three times, Jake goes, we probably should go. <laughs> and we, we, get we were back. like 10 miles offshore. It was like, yeah, we should probably turn around. And we get yeah. back, and we kind of run aground on that little cut, and we decided to just wing it out. We hung out. It actually ended up being a pretty fun afternoon. Yeah. And then uh, I think Ben took his pants off. <laughs> well, <laughs> to, to try to push the boat, you know, a little oh, bit off right. the sandbar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the weird part was he refused to put them back on. <laughs> um, and then so we ended up going out the next day with Thad. We we're gonna have some other and guys. Then like film one tour. motor wouldn't start, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that dude from I can't remember his name. We got we got like a few miles out, and it was a not, lot nicer day. And I don't think it was because of us running aground the day before, but no, because we barely run aground. No, we yeah. sucked yeah. in yeah. some yeah. sucked in some some dirt or debris. I mean, it just happens on motors you know um the water pumps go out and oh, that's so what the, the water pump okay. went out and we weren't peeing and i didn't want to overheat a uh thirty thousand dollar motor on a boat that i didn't own no um so we had to turn around and come back but yeah that was a fun weekend it wasn't a very fishy weekend well we did go the other trip during the tarpa tournament we caught a huge shark yeah which took us about an hour and a half to yeah. get in and then i i made sure to put a tail rip on it and pulled up for a picture which paul wasn't that enthused about really it, yeah it scared me a little bit i don't yeah. know why i was all about it brother yeah i had you on the back you were I, you were in charge of grabbing the tail that i had good. my that's shirt off i was picture. large and in charge yeah that, that's still on my instagram we might have to bring that picture back we might have to we brought yeah. a, wasn't it a bull bull shark yeah how long big, do you think that thing was? it was probably about eight and a half nine feet and uh enough to give us hell for about two hours yeah, yeah it was fun it was fun uh, the one thing I love about Fondelier's is like it's not like your typical bar. You it's went, gone, by the way. It's it's gone. Gone. I know it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah, it's gone. Done. But you would walk in there and it wouldn't be like, "Hey, here's Tom sitting at the bar having a drink." It was like lions eating dinner. Like you did not screw with anybody. Like you didn't no. make any. You didn't make any noise. You just sat there in your little crowd and had a couple of drinks because. That guy is drinking seriously at three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> he's pretty committed. He but, don't want to be bothered. The funny thing is, too, Scotty would always say, "I mean, I love this place because it's just like Cheers." Yeah. Like I never once felt like I was at <laughs> Cheers. And Scott Davis was pouring the, uh, the the whiskeys and cokes up to the to the brim with whiskey. I think the coke came on the side. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and there was a point that the rest the bar was. Technically closed. No, the restaurant was closed. Restaurant was closed. But the bar open. was open. But, but open. The, the bar <laughs> open. open. I think it got to the point where customers were just going and pour their own drinks. Like yeah. The side door was unlocked. Well, all right. So 
Jake's had some terrible luck, but his luck has exponentially improved. Uh, I looked through all these pictures. So where were you just at, Jake? What was going on? Uh, we were in Seychelles Alphonse. We yeah. uh, booked through your 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 cousin Calhoun, right? Yeah, the, uh, elite world. I saw I saw him in some of those charters. pictures. He's 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 uh, worldwide elite. Calhoun. Something. So, no, so just, how long were you in the Seychelles? Um, the, the the Seychelles trip is a ten day trip, so it's three days of travel on each end with six days seven six days of fishing on the inside, and uh, just to to drop a few, we, we didn't book through Calhoun. We we booked through Tailwater David oh, Lee. Yeah. Uh, he's a good friend of Paul's, and they took really, really, really good care of us. And Alphonse is is, is amazing. It, it was like uh, it's the Seychelles. It's oh, we saw some dream of the pictures. Trip. It was ridiculous. Yeah, um, I mean, like it was it was a mix between everything you see in a fishing magazine, picture wise, as far as the fishing and stuff, and then everything you see in like a fashion magazine at night for the re- or for the food and like the bar and everything. I expect, you, see, I expect to see like a, a Kardashian walk through one of the pictures and yeah, it, it was it was awesome. I mean, the the food was top notch. The guides were really top notch. One thing that set that place apart from other places I've been, um, I've been lucky to fish in a lot of different lodges and places. That you get there and they pull you aside and they tell you to bring all your fishing gear and they show you this video, introduce all the guides to you, and they take your rods and reels and they rig them for you. So like they added a. Um, like a reinforced loop with three nail knots to my Rio GT line. Um, they put Bimini twists in my trigger fish rods. They, they, hmm. it, it, it's insane. Cause usually you go to the Bahamas and the, the guy in the back of the boat, his job is to put you near fish. He doesn't care if you're yeah. fishing with what fly or anything. It, it's not his problem. <laughs> well, um, even if you do show him your shit, he's like, yeah, man, that'd yeah. be fine. Yeah, that'd be man, fine. Put okay, in front of him. <laughs> oh, you broke your fish off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what are you using? You know, like they don't care. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the the Seychelles is the Alphonse specifically. Their 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 setup over there is uh, amazing. The food is amazing, and you know they take you to fish. It's like twelve miles out in San Francisco or San <laughs> San, San Francois. I think it's French. Is the name uh, of the atoll oh, you fish, oh, and uh, I was it's like literally shocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's like a plateau in the middle of the ocean. So. The way that the tides come in and the way that everything, there's just animals and everywhere. Oh, that's um, cool. Did you hear about our trip to Menville? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there were no muskies in the Seychelles. Collins River is like a plateau yeah, up there. Yeah, unfortunately. We, uh, Cumberland Plateau. Yeah, BFW, just $5 to park there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, the Seychelles, I mean, you, you, you get in and there's 12 anglers, but they the specific Alphonse Resort is where you have the family setting so there's like girlfriends and my wife came and uh the guy who took us his wife came and we brought an eight his grandson an eight-year-old and there's swimming pools and like you said the food was amazing um it, it looks like some sort of like five I mean, it, well I, mean, I, I should say it, it doesn't look like it is a five-star resort on a tropical island in the middle of the indian ocean is it, what is. it is and we get on the airplane and <laughs> we got on the airplane and we knew we were, you know, we saw uh, Tom Bai, who's been on the, uh, the Barely Live session before. Of our, yeah, Tom good friend of ours. Yeah. Yeah. Barely Liver. Yeah. yeah. Barely also Liver. played the probably at the bottom of his business card. It says, <laughs> yeah. I was on the Barely yeah. Live Also right. played the principal and he's bounding down. A lot of people <laughs> don't have that. <laughs> dead ringer. Oh, man. Dead, dead ringer, dude. He, he, he doesn't, he doesn't like brag about that, but he's, yeah. he's excited about it. He's an actor on the He must have not been wearing the glasses, is what it was. 
Um, and then Jim Klug from uh, Yellow Dog was there with us too, so I got to hang out with them all week. And uh, Kluger, Jim what had up, Jim? all the drones and the underwater cameras and all that. That was pretty awesome. But yeah, the bone fishing was the best in the world. We caught like 25 bone fish a day, and uh, it was insane. Just uh, had some permit shots and. Well, I think we need to talk to Michael about the GTs. Yeah. Our GTs well, cool or what? GT, yeah. GTs are totally overrated. Whoa! Yeah, there it is. Somebody on my side. Um, Woo! I'm completely kidding. Oh, it was God. the best fish of my life. Damn uh, it, man. Stirred them up. They're yeah. basically like big amber jackets. Well, I'm just, I'm just no. sticking with my guns. Amber jacket, shallow water. Because they don't come up on the back of uh, rays. And <laughs> this thing popped a, uh, a popper that was like the size of a Coke can. This, this guy had had for me. But uh, it was 106 centimeters, the biggest fish of the trip. And well, if I you texted me centimeters, I'm like, I, I don't yeah. know what well, the hell get, that is. He goes, to Indian Indian Ocean, he goes to Indian Ocean one time, and he goes metric on us. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was like, you know, about 22 kilos. Or, I mean, I guess, <laughs> um, That's 44 pounds for the yeah. According yeah. to my calculations, about the size of a legal pad. <laughs> he is he is Duke Ellington. We're, I mean, we're, I mean, we're metric now, sorry. Paul. You know, you got to you know, win in Rome. Win in, my, win in room well, that's awesome man so uh in other words it was a great trip and and, and leak leak did that for y'all leak did that for us and cool. he sent us over this like this um in magazine the, essentially in the info packet ridiculous? it was insane the, the uh, info packet you could have sold advertising in it was it was so it was amazing it was huge it was like an entire magazine well that leads me to the next thing we're still uh hosting a trip to palometta club uh through Flood Tide Company, and you'll get the same exact treatment because uh, we go right through David Leak, and he sends the info. The info thing is incredible, though. That's that's awesome. We had a good trip, man. Yeah, the info stuff was great. It was awesome. Tell us about the traveling. Now I know that you already had a a safari Africa trip, but let's let's act like you'd never had that. What what is the travel there and the travel back? Like? So we we went through Johannesburg because we were going on safari in South Africa afterwards. But you can't. Most people go through Dubai. Um, so you, I usually go through Dubai. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, Calhoun, what's up, dude? Yeah, Cal, Calhoun. Or you can go through, I think you can go through England somehow. But it's three days no matter what because you have to get to a medium point, either Dubai or Johannesburg. Then you got to get to Mahe, which is the main island of the Seychelles, spend the night there, and then get over to Alphonse or wherever you're going, Fakwa. I've eaten Mahe. Oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> caught a bunch of Mahe the other day. That, a lot of Mahe. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we're making fun because we're all jealous as fuck. That's yes. what's. Really I've been getting that a lot. I've I've caught a lot of animosity in Charleston since I got back. Everyone's uh, in Charleston. What? what people? 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 Animosity? No. So we had we had other than Tom Bai and Jim Clue, we had some other celebrity sightings on the trip. Um, Charles Schwartzel, who won the Masters in 2013, oh, wow. I think, oh, yeah, yeah. was on the trip with us with a big group of his Afrikaans friends, and Afrikaans is a. Uh, the, the the white people in South Africa that's part Dutch. Uh, yeah, that's the Boers, right? Is that what they call them? Is yeah, well, that, the, the Dutch well, Boers is the original settlers. Right? Yeah, and then they had the Boer Wars. The Boer Wars. Say that a couple times mm. fast. So it they was close to Bora Bora. <laughs> no. Boers. No, but they have this this language with the Afrikaans. <laughs> and they, it's like they they're screaming at each other all the time. Essentially, it's like Dutch, English, and then like part African. Native language. I think that derives from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. according to Mike. (laughs) They just scream at each other. I want those beer! (laughs) Hey, hey, hey! It, it was like hanging out. I'm getting ready to go to bed. (laughs) I only know, I I know a couple South African dudes, and the the main one that I've actually hung around, uh, I won't say his name, 
Uh, he scares me. Like I, I have a hard time They're being around him for too long because it's 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 out of control. It's like it's like riding with a drunk person driving 120 miles an hour all the time. Like, I was actually just, thinking you're on edge. Seychelles. You're waiting on somebody to stab you or throw something at you. Like it's just bad. I was thinking in Seychelles it was like hanging out with like 12 mad mics. Like, <laughs> they're just all screaming at each well, other. Well, everyone all the I've time. seen is, is hanging out with them. It's like jackass without a camera. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they always have something going on trying to get, get, you, get you fired up or something. There, there was a guy on the trip that uh, was uh, even more, I guess, eclectic or colorful than the South Africans. His name, well, I won't say his name on the air, but I guess. Uh, Thomas. We, we can call him Thomas. Yeah. And uh, he was like a 68-year-old guy who I think he had a stroke a little while ago, and he was on his bucket list uh, run. He was going to Mongolia after this trip. But he shows up fishing. He's like, he looks like a like a baseball glove. He's been in the sun so much. He, he, he looks like, um, <laughs> like who's that crazy, like Ted Nugent or uh, who's, who's the other crazy guy? Um, oh, the one that was. Big uh, teeth. Uh, and point break. Big teeth. Point oh, you're talking about Gary Busey? Yeah, Gary Busey. <laughs> he was Gary Busey. He looked and sounded exactly like Gary Busey. <laughs> oh, but this God. guy shows up to the the first day of fishing, and he's got a Columbia shirt that's been hemmed right below his nipples. So it's like a halter top. <laughs> oh, my God. And you can just see his old man body underneath it. Is that something it. we should do? Oh, and, yes. yes. And he's got like a knife and <laughs> all these things. Is that catching on over there? So finally, it was like day three. Someone finally said, you know, Thomas, what the, what, the, what is up with your shirt, your halter tops? He's got one for every day. They're all perfectly hemmed. <laughs> and he says it's because the fly line catches on his buttons while he's bone fishing. I'm allergic to a bear spit. <laughs> I mean, there are shirts out there that don't have buttons, like like sun shirts. It was, shirts it was and very stuff. strange. I mean, and then he had these like biker like tight shorts on. Oh, he he was. We saw a lot more of this old man than we ever wanted to see. <laughs> That's he awesome. Was, he was. Uh, yeah, he was a bit of a character. Well, now oh, that you've man. taken now, up that whole segment, now I want a belly shirt. Columbia. A belly shirt. <laughs> I think Flood Tide can make you Flood Tide belly shirts. <laughs> halter top. In fact, I don't want it to be a halter top. I just want to cut the belly out. Like, leave it, oh, leave yeah. it down low. Well, no, we'll sell you the shirt and give high. you instructions on how to make it. And uh, just cut the yeah. belly out. Like, just cut a centerpiece out for my gut to hang out and breathe. So your, so your belly button can see? Exactly. It's got to sure be there's, like, a, somebody on Maybank, some Asian woman that can cut that up. For oh, me. yeah. I, 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 I could probably figure out how to sew. It yeah. can't be that hard, right? Nah. Yeah. I know a lady on Mount Pleasant that'll do yeah, in okay. Mount Pleasant that'll do it for you. On Mount Pleasant? On. <laughs> Cash uh, on well, let's take a little break. Yeah. That was All right. Good. Let's do this. Here we go. Okay. See you on a little bit. This portion of Belly Live brought to you by AML. AML, because you can't wait to drink till the afternoon. AML, get you one now. Back to you, boys. Come on, you guys. The sun's already up. It's going to be a golden day. Let's eat. Oh, those golden Grahams. Oh, those golden Grahams. Crispy, crunchy Graham cereal family breakfast treat. Oh, those golden Grahams. Oh, those golden Grahams. Golden honey. It's a great tasting part of a complete breakfast for the whole family. Try those golden grains and have a golden day. Well, the boy. 
Around the curb come a passenger train I heard somebody yodel and a hobo moan Jimmy, he's dead, he's been a long time gone Been a long time gone A long time gone Love Miss Waylon They want it they want more, dude. Woo. They want more. They're still here. Woo. Yeah. 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 sound like Tim Allen. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Tool Man. I do Tool Man Taylor. Tool Man. That was such a good show. That was a great show. Yeah. It was a good show. It was a good show. He apparently has a new show out where he's like he runs like a outdoor show or store or something. I don't know if you've seen any of his movies recently. I'm not sure if that's Santa Claus be. Seven, <laughs> <laughs> Wild Hogs. Uh, I, don't know. I, saw, I saw Wild. I saw Wild Hogs. Did you? Yeah. I did. I did. Good. Years you know, ago. With, Good. Yeah, we're the. It's got a John couple. Travolta. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that other funny. I can't think of the other dude with. Uh, God, I'm, my memory is just going down. Martin Lawrence. I never had one. Is that who it is? Yeah, Martin Lawrence wasn't. He was the black friend. He was <laughs> token the token black, token black yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, that was right. It was Martin Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't come back from Bad Boys Two, the best oh. movie ever made. <laughs> that scene with Will, with Will Smith and him hustling uh, the the daughter's date or whatever at the door. <laughs> I ain't still, going to jail again. <laughs> yeah, it's still one of the funniest things. Give ever. me a pack of M and M's and a Coca Cola. <laughs> Enemies are friends in reverse. <laughs> this is some Gary Busey you pulling out. What <laughs> Gary Busey? <laughs> some be- we just just have a bunch of Busey, Busey. drops. Uh, Get on that wheel, Busey drops. I bet if we called Gary Busey, he would answer. I was just on a trip with Gary Busey, like I said. <laughs> would he answer? When you get lost yeah, in your imaginary vagueness, your foresight will become a nimble vagrant. You got on it quick. You got on it quick. Dude, there's so much beauty in the world. So little time. <laughs> there does need more. We do need more. All right. So what's on the docket now, Papa Poggy? You got the you got Well, the in list. a second, we're going to call uh, Doc Veed. I don't remember if y'all remember uh, when we were in Asheville at the Orvis. Uh, what a uh, guide mumbo jumbo. What was it? Guide rendezvous. We mm-hmm, we, yeah. we all met and listened to a guy named Doc Veed. Yep. So he happens to be on Folly Beach with his family. And we're going to give him a call here in a second. But and, for those of you who don't know, Folly Beach is, is in Charleston, technically, kind of. Yeah. It's kind of the hippie surf part of Charleston. It's the I refer to it as the redneck beach. It's fun, though, man. Which is, like, yeah, I love it. If you're like, used it's to doing like downtown Charleston, not pleasant, like if you go to Folly, it's a whole other world. Is that oh, the, the pot yeah. calling the kettle type thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the redneck place. So you go there locked What in. did you just say? I, I feel like I belong there, is yeah. what I'm saying. It's very artistic. It is artsy. It's, it is artsy. well... Yeah, that's one way to put it. It is, yeah. Speaking of artsy, I'm pretty excited next weekend. I'm right be, near the beach. Right near the beach. Boy. <laughs> I'm going to go into the Keys oh, with yeah? uh, Eldridge Hardy, one of the best sporting artists. You did that last year, too, yeah. right? You're going yeah. back for a return. You thought you'd never get to do that again. I know. And they expect- Here you are. And uh, James Bice is our host, and they, they expanded it. And uh, this year, Bob White. Oh, it's also coming. He's in Cuba right now, isn't he? Or he's coming uh, back from Cuba. Yeah, he is in Cuba right now. Yeah, he's on a mothership trip down there. Yeah, I actually called him today to see if he'd uh, take a phone call, but his wife was like, well, he's still in Cuba. Well, Bob, Bob's going to have like a, a, a lot of tarpon fishing in his no, life. I, mean, I know. And then he's going on the thing we're going 
two with uh, Von Cocker and Black Fodge is also going to be at that artist little get together in uh, late June. And be sure to catch me and Lawson in Somerville, South Carolina <laughs> next weekend. <laughs> Meanwhile, Will's here actually running a company. Will, you should try Don't to with the artist, the artist life, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you're just going all over the Hashtag place. artist life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, you work, you know, 23 years to finally get to this point where you get invited to these places and get to hang out with your heroes. It's pretty cool. Meanwhile, Will's just been eating Cheetos on his couch or something, apparently, because <laughs> getting screamed at. <laughs> so I'm, you, you should draw better. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Uh, it's pretty neat to be able to hang out with dudes like Eldridge Hardy. I wrestled a bear once. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there goes my whole topic. You know, have you ever seen a farm bird where they have to use chains? So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Paul... You're all laugh. We're having, we're having a hard time feeling, you know, connected to you anymore. You're, you're leaving us behind in your, in your glory. It only took five of them. Yeah, he's, he's finding... He's oh, I know where they are. I got them written down. Oh, are you sure? Case. I know you've got a you've got a wall of, of keyboard charts over there. I do. I what's do. the what's the coyote? Where? Ow, ow, ow. Oh, uh, I got sound noises on this thing too. Okay, you he's got a, he's got a toggle. I do. Don't nobody wants to hear him, Paul. I do watercolors. <laughs> <laughs> hear that? Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's a loon. Actually, that's not a coyote. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Animal noises for 100 bucks. Well, I went over these things once. And I, just, I just wrote them all down. What is a loon? <laughs> it's a big-ass bird. So. <laughs> but, yeah, it is whatever you want it to be. Um, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's a loon. I, I've heard some yotes in my day, and they don't sound like that. Some yotes. <laughs> we got them on the property up there. That's a loon. I know. <laughs> I just love how it's labeled coyote. Well, I wrote what I, what I first what came to my mind right then and there. But, anyway. Um, all right, should we call Doc Veed? You got Doc Veed ready? Yep. Got Doc Veed ready. Hold on, boys. Doc Veed, this guy's out of his mind, too. Where's he from? Like, like Estonia? Albania or something? Or something? Yeah. Are there any other mislabeled? So I think he went red fishing today or something. I don't know if he's ever even been fishing before. Yeah. Or if he'll answer his phone. Hello? Doc Veed, hey man, it's Paul, Mike, Jake, and Will. Ah, uh, my brother from another mother. Do you remember us from Asheville? Yes, yes, I, 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 remember, I remember the fat ginger one. <laughs> and, uh, the, 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 other, the other one looked like homeless man. <laughs> he got a good haircut though, he looks a lot better now, I do, Doc Veed. I do look better now. Well, he couldn't look worse. <laughs> First topic, have you ever seen a farm birth? So I did not hear. <laughs> have you ever seen a farm birth? Anything born on a farm where you're from? Yes, I've seen, I've seen many things born on farm. I've seen born, I've seen them die on farm. <laughs> I, I, I'm familiar with farm, Canada. <laughs> where are you from again, Doc Mead? I am from Balkan region. Let's just leave it that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so you're with former your, Yugoslavia. <laughs> so you're with your family on Folly. Yeah, Lady Doc Veed's uh, happy with this. 
interview? Yes. Uh, you know, Doc did go fishing very much, so must also be family man. So <laughs> take all family to beach. We you know we sit in sand. We make castle. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good for Doc. <laughs> How awesome. Are you, how are you enjoying Folly Beach? It's a little bit of a different beach than than some of the other beaches around here. How do how do you like Folly Beach? Um, Folly Beach is okay. Girl shorts are very short now. It's, it's good. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I eat shrimp. I eat social crab. I, I love seafood. We we know have seafood in Yugoslavia. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so uh... it's landlocked land country mostly. I got some picture that you put on Facebook this morning where a fishing, like there was a fishing guide across the flat flipping you the finger. Were you, did you rent a boat and go out by yourself or like did you have a, what was that picture all about? What happened? No, I take whole family out. Cousins go, grandma go, <laughs> uncles go. We all go red fishing because dogs love fly fishing and want to share with families. So, I, I, it happened. It, it was, it was, it was a mistake, you know, maybe miscommunication. I saw a guy with clients. He had fish on. I thought to myself, I run trolling motor over there and take picture of his fish for. I got really close to get good picture. Okay. And then after client land fish, I asked if guy has any other spots as good as this one with many fish on. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Ask him to send me simple pin on Google Maps. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He didn't oblige that. He he seemed like busy guy, you know. I I mean, I thought the bird was a little bit much. I just asked for some advice and directions. But you know, a man has to make a dollar as well. Were you running like a pontoon boat to hold up the whole family? What kind of what kind of sled were you rocking? It was a uh, it was eighteen foot Key West with Bimini top and polling platform. <laughs> Classic combo. Yeah, you gotta have both. That's good. That's good. <laughs> it, 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 it's hard to pull, but pull very straight. Get going. <laughs> well, how much longer are you in town for? Uh, we we leave tomorrow. Must get back to the mountain. Makes dog get nervous when it gets too hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you live in Asheville. Yes, uh, we live in mountains around Asheville. Okay. Asheville has too many hippies. Remind, remind, remind Doc with the protesters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doc feed. Uh, cool, man. What, what, what else is happening, man? What, uh, what do you do for for your job? Uh, Doc feed is how you say partner who knows speaking Southern culture on Fly Magazine. Ah, silent, uh, silent partner, silent partner. Got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, that, that is that is what it's called. Hey, Doc V, uh, aren't you guys doing a summer video series uh, this summer with Southern Culture on the Fly? Uh, uh, yes, uh, we have movie night at Scoff Office at Asheville Food Park. There will be liquor. There will be food. I take tacos. There will be beautiful women, and we will play movie on. Dirty trailer in backyard. <laughs> there you go. So I, I know Doc Van uh, is uh, being serious because this is a real event. So check it out, Southern Culture on the Fly, with their uh, social media. Uh, it seems like a really cool time, and we are actually going to make up for a couple trips and uh, get a little bit of that Balkland culture from uh, Doc Veed when we hang out with him. I know that you have a credit card now. 
So uh, you can cover that. <laughs> yeah, first. yes, I, I finally have credit cards for magazine, and it gives me many happiness to see you <laughs> idiots again. Well, the the latest issue is good, man. Uh, do you ever get to go on any of those trips with those guys when they do a little article about, I don't know, South Florida, if you will? You know, Doc needs call Dave. Doc needs call Steve. Never gets called back for some reason. So what do you do for them? I, I what do, what do they know. need you for? Well, they, they don't even know why they need me, but they need me. <laughs> so so you're like Will for the first time. Doctor is what you call greasing wheels. <laughs> lubing the deals, greasing the wheels. There you go. You've greased me before, so I'm Doc not. in charge of scoff lube. <laughs> uh, have you ever met old Richard Queso? Doc did not know Richard Queso, but sounds like okay guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's okay guy. He's something. That's for sure. Well, you guys got anything else for Doc V? I, I don't know why we called him in the first place, but sure. we do love him. I do well, like talking to he's him. He's in town. You thought, you know, where are you going to go to eat tonight, Doc V? Doc V, uh, going to eat Skitsford last night at Bowen Island. Oh, oh yeah. get there early. Get ready yeah. for a line if you don't. And bring a bat for all the rats that like to run across the floor while you're eating there. Especially at high tide. Doc V, no afraid of rats. Doc V <laughs> from Yugoslav. <laughs> Dog, a little trick, just pass everyone and just go to the bar. You don't have to wait in line to go to the bar. Yeah, you can order food. There you go. Dog did no wait in line. Dog did no wait in line in Serbia. Dog did no wait in line in Croatia. Dog did no wait in line at Bowen's Island. <laughs> there you go. All right, buddy. We, we love you, Dog Bead. Bye, Dog Bead. Have a good vacation. You guys do well, too. Girls want died. <laughs> Dog V, there he is. Wow. He's a mysterious dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty him. sure he's, he's probably wanted for some war crimes <laughs> over in the Balkan region. Well, the he Balkan. But, he, but he wants us to do well. Yeah. He does. He does. Well, I thought we'd talk about my trip to the Keys and the artist. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm talk kidding. about the other five trips you got lined up this year. And how I'm going fishing with these artists and stuff and how it's cool. I No, it's all cool. I'm kidding. Join Will and I'm Lawson and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dahlonega, Georgia, July 17th. They got a box packing party yeah. over here at Flood yeah. Tide if you want to come by. Yeah. Tape is provided. <laughs> oh, Lord. What are you guys doing this weekend? Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend. I plan on not leaving my house. Yeah, it's probably a good plan. I, uh, I got wrangled into fishing with a group of guys in a local fishing tournament, which... Um, Wait, I'm just going. Wait, wait Paul. You're, wait, I'm sorry. Will, I, get, well, I guess I'll just. I, that's see, you said fishing, and automatically. I guess I'll Paul. just be at the charity benefit Saturday, working right. for Flood yeah. Todd. Yep. Well, drinking free it drinks. It happens. <laughs> it happens. So, but I'm going on that, and uh, it's one of those things. Those guys from another area, pretty much. I'm pretty much just going to be sitting in the boat and drinking beer. Nice. And having a good time. That's the best fishing trip best, ever. Best fish trip. Was it like a fly tournament or like a bait tournament? No, it's not even close to a fly tournament. Oh. It's, it's oh. a bait tournament. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just <laughs> going out. And, you know, I explained to my wife, and it's like, honestly, too, they were like, oh, let's do this fishing tournament. They're like, oh, it's this week. And, uh, hey, buddy, grab that phone. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we're still open, technically. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, my God, it's this week. All right, so we got to go. So, but, it's two uh, days? No, it's just one day. Oh. Where's that? 
It's in Beaufort. It's uh, a little um, men's club I'm a member of, the Beaufort <laughs> Yacht, <laughs> Yacht Club, weird. which Beaufort. has the Beaufort Yacht Club, which has no water um, associated with the property or boats, but it is <laughs> a uh, it is a old style men's club. It's been around for about 200 years. There, it's three is that the bar you took us up to? That is the bar I took you up to. That is a good time. That is a good time, and um, have a little fishing tournament, and then they're having a get together, and the weigh-in is at someone's um, fish camp. On oh, their own nice. island, so it's going to be a pretty good time. Yes, yeah. that's, that's Trey Miller's favorite bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whenever you hang out with Will, he basically likes to go to Hole in the Wall, or it's basically oh. you and him. Oh. And, you know, a little atmosphere. Trey Miller and I tend to like a little bit more atmosphere, which I like that place in Beaver, though. I like the club, but whenever you go to places, like Trey Miller starts looking around really uncomfortable, like, so, boy, little, good. I mean, what, what's he always just. Just give it. Yeah. This feels like a men's club. I want to get out of here. Exactly. <laughs> well, Beaufort doesn't have a lot of places, and I can't go to. Pla- no. I can't go to places with like when it's just el- elbows and asses everywhere. No, yeah. I get, I like, get I, people I, get in trouble. I'm just done. I'm I get just, panicky. I don't I, like. I'm being, just done with. Like the last time we went to barbecue, we don't need to name names, but look, a couple people got in a little trouble. Well, look, I, I've been there. I've done. I've been to the top of the mountain. I, I, <laughs> how, how do you get in trouble at barbecue? I'm, well, there's a certain person that just gets real drunk and starts just poke, pointing at people and telling them like it is, and next thing you know, he gets kicked out twice, and you know, <laughs> comes back. He's an he's an industry guy, but uh, anyway. But uh, yeah, I've always been a big fan fan of the dive bar. I like to have a little bar with a little bit of creativity as opposed to uh, Paul and Trey that just loves a good TGI. No, and Friday. I like I don't I'm, <laughs> I'm in between. I'm in between. It just depends on what mood I'm in. I'm in between. Sometimes I like Emma's. The, the in between is if they have appetizers or not for five dollars. <laughs> I can handle the dive bar. It just depends what we you know. What no, mood you you're gotta in. love a good dive bar. Yeah, Joanne hates hates going out with me because I get in a crowd of people and I, I get twitchy. Like, yeah. I literally get twitchy. Like, I start just looking everywhere. Like, I want my back to a corner or something. I, I know nobody's out to get me. I was, you know, I don't have that many enemies. I just don't lock people all up in my shit. Like, as, as social of a person as I am, I, I have a limit on, like, there's a cap on how well, many people I want in my personal space well, look, I, at any given time. I've done my many years of standing at a bar with a fucking $20 bill in my hand, just sitting there waiting. How much time? Uh, if you had to add up all the time you sit there with a dollar, like, a $5 probably about a year, bill. About a year and a half. Yeah. About a year and a half. And I've done that enough. And I did like just like going like it's so brutal. I did like going like like sea bass on Dumb and Dumber like hey, another hey, round, another round, makers. <laughs> sea bass gonna go ahead and pick up the tab. Oh, we went down to if the, that's sea bass and the boys. <laughs> so those of you that listen to the show know that we enjoy Home Team Barbecue, which is our neighborhood bar. Uh, they opened up a new location in downtown Charleston. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. But we went down there Saturday night after we rendezvoused with Doug and the, the awkward giant table full of people that I didn't know. Uh, we walked over to home <laughs> team. Like, social club. Because we wanted to see the new home team because, you know, we're good friends with everybody that runs the, home, the original home team here in town. And uh, it was a beautiful place, very nice property, very nice bar. Of course, quality food and everything you expect out of home team. Uh, but it was just jammed up. And it was just jammed up with downtown Charleston It's just people. not fun. And I was just Can't like, do it. I couldn't do it. Like, Can't I had one it. beer just so I could have a beer, and and then I turned around and walked right out. And like, you were thinking, done. man, I I'm wish not. I could go to the man's club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I'm looking for a shit show, I'll just stay home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know with mean? the kids. Yeah, you got yeah. a kid. Yeah, you got a kid. I mean, I mean, literally, a shit show. They're showing me shit <laughs> in the numbers. <laughs> for me, I'd have to go to work. But, yeah, I can get all the food I want out of that. So, Jake, uh, 
you living on Sullivan's, is that just starting to be a madhouse over there now? Yeah, it took me uh, 25 minutes to get from Station 19 to uh, off the island, heading over this way today, and it's Wednesday. So it's it started. Summer has begun. We have a home team barbecue as well. I'm not sure you if you'll do. do that. It also turns into a that shit one's show the shit well. show. Holy that yeah. one, the downtown one, was as bad as I've ever seen Sullivan's. I mean, it's essentially a big frat party. Like, yeah, for a Georgia game, Sullivan's home team. Same. Imagine the same crowd, I'm a Georgia but fan. even a bigger, but even a bigger space, <laughs> and then they amplify. It. Like it's it's. And that was on a random Friday night or what? Saturday night, but it was Saturday afternoon. It wasn't even night yet. Really? It was like Saturday, like five p.m. And I guess was, it's just still new. It was ass to elbow, and it was all the same Sullivan's people. Like that's why we love the one over here. And I've told these boys I love to their it. face. I can. It's that. It's that place where you walk in. I can sit down. And I can have a beer by myself and not feel awkward. Like I can sit there and it's just chill. And I can talk to the bartender. I can have a beer, and then I can leave. And the bartenders are good dudes. Well, I'm gonna make They're a commercial dudes. plug real quick. There's Lewis Barbecue. Opening up yeah. on the same road. That's going to be what, um, um, Texas style brisket. Where are you talking about? John Lewis Barbecue. He's going to be opening up next door to Home Team Barbecue. So everybody check it downtown out. Downtown or directly that? next door to the downtown Home Team. Okay. Barbecue. Well, there, that whole area is blowing up. I mean, there's a lot of great. The Butcher and Bee, by the way, had some retardedly good food down there as well. Yeah. Not so, that we owe them anything, but. I mean, <laughs> Well, so we're going to take good. a break, uh, come back and call Gary Merriman from the Fishhawk, give him a little talk, uh, ask him a few questions. We're calling Gary! A lot of today. And, uh, Gary. and talk about haircuts and haircut conspiracies. That's it. Yeah. I got a haircut, so. but I don't look as good as Will. I must got his done somewhere special. I was looking, no, it's not that special. But <laughs> he got the, don't, All right. don't make me look homeless special. Yeah. Gary's yeah. texting saying, sooner the better, the so I we re- got to hurry this up. Right, the I recently got employed special. <laughs> All right, we're taking a break. You all ready? Yep. All right. This segment of Bally Live brought to you by Gary Steel Karate Dojo in McMinnville, Tennessee. If you're looking for a green belt, a brown belt, a black belt, or any kind of belt to hold up your pants, go to Gary Steele. You might remember him as the custodian in Karate Kid Part 2, and Karate Kid Returns as the lonely ticket agent. Gary Steele, three-time black belt, East Tennessee Division. Go see him now. Class is starting tomorrow. Back to you, boys. I told him how I make Hidden Valley Ranch salad dressing. He'd never try it. I ate it. This dressing's delicious. It's different. You see, the Hidden Valley fixings turn mayonnaise and buttermilk. What'd you say? I said we're out of butter. Oh. Into an extraordinary salad dressing with a fresh, lively flavor that's delicious, like he says. Eat it. Who are you talking to? I'm talking, uh, it's on the TV, Ralph. Delicious Hidden Valley Ranch, the original flavor buttermilk dressing with the original taste. seen Dire Straits when I've seen Knopfler. I'd like to see some Dire Straits one day in my life. I don't know if that'll ever happen. Well, yeah. 
Hey, I don't think you're going to get the straight. You're going to get the Knopfler, though. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. All right, so we got to call Gary. Is that what yeah. we're doing right now? We just had major, like, yeah. website uh, failure. The, the, you're running an online company, Paul. You're going to have you're gonna have website problems. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but it's fried. Um, But, yeah, let's give Gary a call. He's All sitting right, there waiting well, for us. Well, Gary. Gary! Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gary, come in here. <laughs> Yep, That's I got it. Will's. I'm at Will's station now, so I'm just playing with all the. Yeah, Will's we've lost Will for. Uh, Gary, he's trying to fix technical to difficulties. Things. All right, I'm gonna I'm dial him up. That all being right. said, still taking orders from Flat Tide. Though. All right, here all we right. go. Hmm? Dial him. He's always taking orders. <laughs> yeah. Orders are still up. The number you have reached is not in uh, service. Great. This is a recording. That's that's the number you gave me, Paul. Hold on. All right, let me give it to you again. Oh, let me click on it. We got Mike running the computer here, guys. Uh, yeah, it's it's dangerous. Uh, I don't see a number on there. Stand by. Stand by for technical difficulties. <laughs> this is fun. All right, we're going to try again. Here we go. Maybe he has like a, a Gmail call block on us. Oh, there we go. There we go. We're running. Now you're talking. Most likely, I dialed the wrong number. Signs of point two. Exactly. Let's just, we'll go ahead and assume. Gary! Gary! Uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, you did. <laughs> That's uh, My name is Paul Puckett now, Gary. <laughs> oh, well. Not, not to me, brother. <laughs> How y'all doing? Good, man. You, good. you got Jake the Snake from Atlanta, who you've met a few times, I'm, uh, I'm sure. Uh, Howdy. In the shop, and uh, then you got Mike Mike Benson. Hey, what's up, Gary? We lost Will. Hey, to... what's up, guys? Will's dealing with some technical difficulties with the website, so we lost Will, but uh, I know that upsets you. Will's always to... working. Yeah. So Somebody's got to keep oh, this show afloat. Well, I hear you. So what's up, man? So uh, what you been doing? I know that you've been down to Florida a couple times recently, whether it's Home Assess or the Keys. What, what's been what's been the story down there? I've been to both um, the Keys, uh, quite a few fish, but they weren't biting very well for most everybody when I was there. Big part of it, I'm sure, was the full moon, but they're just getting tougher and tougher as the years get get on. They're getting older and they're getting smarter. Yeah, well, I guess that's. I guess that's understandable. Um, how's the fishing at Home Assess? I heard it's actually been a little bit better this year than it has been in the past. Well, we've had pretty good weather, and uh, we've actually had probably our, one of our better Mays uh, in the last few years. Uh, the weather's kept the fish there, thank goodness. Uh, I had a good three days. Uh, had some weather issues in the afternoon with thunderstorms on the good part of the tide, but caught a couple of fish and got to see some awfully big fish and uh it was good to see that again it's uh it's been few and far between there for a number of years when when did you start fishing home assassa before that secret was kind of out and when did when did that secret kind of start being known more about where you started seeing more people and less guides and more people kind of doing it on their own if you will best i can remember i think the first year i fished there was 78 and the word was starting to get out, but uh, we just didn't have the numbers of people doing it back then. And I would say in the early to mid '80s were the were the heydays when you could count 60 or 70 boats down there. And uh, 
Oh, you wow. know, I kind of actually quit, quit fishing there for about eight or ten years because of that. Um, but it was special at that time, but it, it can still be special now. Well, um, yeah, uh, Gary, it's Mike. I uh, I was just down there not long ago. Fished. Uh, we got forced into the Keys. We didn't we didn't want to be there necessarily. We were trying to get into the Everglades, and there was a whole big fire thing. But uh, we uh, we fished down there, and, and of course, uh, uh, throwing your fly, the uh, the toad fly, uh, which Gary Merriman, most folks don't know, that's that's yours, um, and just didn't have much luck with the fish. Like you said, we kind of ran the same thing. We saw dozens and dozens of fish but uh just couldn't get on them um then we got in the everglades and we found some happier fish you ever fished down in the everglades say like uh that that lower west coast uh big sable shark river that area you ever do any time in there oh quite a bit quite a bit i don't get up there as much as i used to it's just a long run uh, for me but uh, i've had some very special days up there you know that water being a little, little bit dirtier uh makes a big difference i mean those fish chew a whole lot better yeah i mean that's that's what i've seen it, it's a lot harder to spot them it's a lot harder to, to figure out where to put the fly but if you get it in front of their face uh they tend to be a little happier about sucking it down uh for sure you got it they're they're back there to eat that's that's the main thing i believe where our fish on the ocean and you know in most of the keys this time of year they're on a mission i mean you know they're traveling if a fish isn't wiggling slow he's not gonna eat if he's just streamlining straight it's it's a tough feed yeah i mean i mean i've seen like seven i'm i'm limited in my tarpon experience but yeah i've seen the same thing like i i, I almost pray for a laid up fish or that slow moving just kind of cruising fish that's not really like you know trucking um i feel like if i find one of those i, I get pretty excited because i know if i do my job he'll do his but uh but yeah those those moving fish are tough they're tough for sure so yes sir, they are and uh yeah it's a big difference you know finding the right fish i spend a lot of time in the back country uh just because there are less boats and i don't see near as many fish as the guys sitting on the ocean but i feel like if i can find a few of those happy fish i got better chances to get a bite and and that's uh just what i like to do so, uh, Gary, I, I didn't really properly give people the background story, but you, you own the Fish Hawk in Atlanta. And uh, as Mike said, you're also well-known for uh, coming up with the concept and the fly, the, the tarpon toad, the Merriman's tarpon toad. When, if you, since you grew up in the Atlanta area, you're primarily a, a freshwater background guy. Did you start the fly shop and then start getting opportunities to go saltwater fishing? Or was it were you always saltwater fishing and then started the fly shop? How did that that, that well, I had start. a few opportunities to go saltwater fishing. Not much because I was broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not a cheap sport. But no, no I, I first went down to the Keys probably in the, oh, 72, 73 and went bone fishing. And, of course, I was terrible at it, but I got hooked immediately. And then not too far after that, I started to get to throw it a few tarpon. And uh, ever since then, I mean... I get down there as much as I can. I love freshwater fishing, but my but my passion is is the flats. Cool, cool. And uh, did you see that pick of that that striper Trey Miller caught last weekend on the Chattahoochee? I did. I yeah, I did. In fact, uh, I've got the rod he caught it on at the store. <laughs> he break it? Oh, it's broken. That's right. <laughs> oh, you guessed that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. How big was that fish? Like, yeah, how many pounds do they think it was? 
I, it had to be close to mid twenties. I mean, it was a it was a nice fish. I mean, as far as Atlanta, yeah, if as far as Atlanta goes, I would say it's hard to beat Atlanta as far as a big city and have as much fishing opportunities that you have as far as trout, striper, bass, and having the saltwater not that far away, three and a half hours away. I mean, would you say that's had to do with the great success of the fish hawk and for as far as that clientele base goes? Well, it certainly hadn't hurt. I mean, you're correct. I mean, you got the Chattahoochee River, 40 miles of trout water. You got 4,000 miles of trout stream in North Georgia. Uh, the coast is, you know, depending on how you drive, four hours away on the on the Atlantic side, six hours on the Gulf. And no, I mean, it, all the ponds we have, for, you know, for warm water species. No, it, there's not a city anywhere in the world that I can think of that has better opportunity than Atlanta does. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt to have Delta's hub right in your backyard either. I mean, you can get a pretty uh, reasonable flight to just about anywhere uh, from Atlanta. I mean, you don't have to do a lot of connecting. Whereas, like from Charleston, we, if we fly anywhere, we got to connect in Atlanta. Um, so that can't hurt your business either. No, it's good. I mean, we've got. To, I've noticed really the last two years that people have really started to travel again. Uh, that was a little slow for a while, but man, they're getting after it now. Yeah, but so you got, um, I mean, tarpon season's kind of just getting into full swing down there. You got the, the worm hatches and stuff are going to be going off. Are you planning on any more trips down into the Keys? Probably not until the fall. I'll spend the rest of my time on the Gulf Coast, uh, anywhere from Tampa up to, uh, up to Appalachia Carabell. Um, I don't really go down much late anymore. The worms, actually, the first worms that I know of were seen uh, yesterday, and so it is starting to happen. And what happens when those worms come off for me is it draws all the fish from everywhere I like to fish to the bridges, and I got no place to fish. <laughs> I hear and, you. It, you know, it's great, but, you know, I'd much rather see the fish spread out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, ever since I left, how many times have you cried? <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I left Atlanta. Oh, I, I cry daily. Okay. <laughs> That's what I figured. How many times, how how often are people... Paul. Oh, Pookie. Sorry. No, go ahead. Pookie. It, it, it's from happiness, though. Oh. I cry from happiness, <laughs> not Okay. I bet the shop smells a lot better. I bet it does. I bet it does. <laughs> I heard we got some new people... He could, he could sure... I heard we got some new people pranking Ronnie these days. It's not just us. I, I didn't understand you one more time. I, I heard we got some other people uh, pranking Ronnie these days. I guess the word's getting out that he's easily prankable. Oh, yeah. We've got a Lee Gardner that just came with us. He, uh, he, great, great young man. He, uh, he got it out, in, in, out west uh, for about close to 20 years. And, uh, oh, well. He's got some issues where he can't guide anymore, and his his wife's from Atlanta. They moved back here. They've got a young son, and I'll tell you, he's he's really really good. Cool. Well, good. I'm 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 pleased to have him. That's for sure. Well, cool, man. Well, hopefully we get to see you soon. Uh, just be aware, we might be calling y'all, pranking you pretty soon. We need as much subject matter <coughs> as we can get on the show, so just just be ready for that. Well, you can get Ronnie anytime, as you know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we might be, we might have our target on you soon too. So just be careful. All right, buddy. Well, thank you. 
I think it's cutting out. All right, guys. Good to talk to you. Have a great day, and uh, go catch your fish. All right, buddy. Gary Merriman, everyone. Right. There he is. Cheers. All right, y'all. Talk to you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye. Gary. Gary's a good dude. Gary. 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 All right, so uh, old fish hawk, good store. Well, we're gonna Gary, take. Gary, where are you? <laughs> there he is. R- Richard missed out on him. Well, we're gonna take one more break. Come back with uh, Richard Queso. Yeah, I got. He's been hovering around. We got to get him on here. So I think he's outside here. knocking on the door. Yeah, he's. Yeah, what got... was that? What was that lady wanting? Uh, she wants to buy all of your t-shirts and your hats. I told her to leave. Okay. <laughs> good work, good work. Yeah, way to go, Jake. Everything. She yeah. wants it all. She, she wanted it all. Including right. the building, actually. Yeah. She wanted to take your Was she looking there. for like the lawyers that used to be in this building? No, or she literally was like, Can I buy shirts and hats here? Oh really? Yeah. Okay. And she said she'd call. Okay. I said well, I had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't sell shirts here. Perfect. <laughs> I'll right, do a quick commercial, come back with queso and uh if we can get Will in here, we got one more topic to bring up. We'll see what happens. All right, here All right, we go. Let's do it. For San Pedro Beach Bugs. What is it? A police dog. They're cunning. He's undercover. Oh, boy. But they got a surprise from Charlie's Angels. The San Pedro Beach Bugs, right before 49ers versus Steelers on NFL football. feel bad y'all's uh, computer malfunction cut a little bit into the Gary Merriman talking. Well, feel, feel a little bad. And that's the life you live. You live on the edge like we do. Yeah. Little things go wrong. Got to deal with it. Got to deal with it. Yeah. So we're we're just we're just down for a little bit. If you got an order you're trying to put in, just email us. Yeah. Info at thefishhawkco.com. I know at the, the flood tide co. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Sending those orders out. You might want to actually email the flood tide company if you want. That works too. Stuff. I was just talking to Gary, so I had that in my head. <laughs> Jeez. God. All over this the is place. What you deal with every day, Will? This yeah. is. Are you? Don't yeah. even start. <laughs> well, fucking microphone. Don't even start <laughs> that Fishhawkco.com. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's our fault. All right, so we got Richard Queso. Uh, he's hanging out in the back, waiting. Well, I thought we'd talk about haircut talk first. Oh, yeah, but... yeah, I forgot. Will got a haircut. Tell yeah. us about your haircut, Will. I'll tell you what, if y'all want to carry this on a little bit, i got to send out a message. i got to work on this. So, I'll... Well, I'll start off first with uh, growing up, my old Larry Puckett thought there was a haircut conspiracy out there every, every year. A uh, conspiracy? He thought every barber in the country went and had a convention to figure out how to do haircuts that year like what the fashion's gonna be <laughs> where was that convention at probably vegas yeah. i don't really know <laughs> gotta be but, vegas and it, it also uh coupled with how to cut the hair to make sure that those people will think their hair their hair's grown out enough in two weeks to come back like <laughs> and he was positive this haircut conspiracy was out there like a ponzi uh, scheme totally yeah and uh so every time he got a haircut, my, he'd make my mom cut it because he was totally against going to barbers. Like, because they are, they're, 
like Satan almost. Yeah. You just don't go to a barber because they're, they're plotting to kill you and take <laughs> your money. Well, my mom, like, she, she, when I was a kid, she was a hairdresser. Um, and then when she, like, when I was about seven, she had gone back to school and she graduated nursing school and she became a nurse after that. But she still had all of her haircut and stuff. So until I was a full-grown man and left my house, I had never been to a barber shop my entire life. I'd never had my hair cut in a place. So at 19, I leave the house and I come to Charleston, and I eventually need a haircut. You know, I mean that's part of part of how it works. Eventually, and I went to a barber shop in Mount Pleasant, like an actual barber shop. Cosby's? No, I didn't go to Cosby's. I went to uh, Thomas's uh, barber shop over near because it was near the shop I worked. And I went over there, and it was, it was a nice little, just old school barbershop. Everything's cool. And they're like, "Hey, ha, uh, how do you want your hair cut?" And I just stood there and I looked. At it, I was like, I, "I was like, I, I don't know what to tell you." Like I, my I, mama used to do. Yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I was like, I, I told mama. her the whole. I literally just told her the whole story. I was like, I have never had a haircut in a barbershop. I honestly don't have a clue what to tell you to do with it. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what I like. Because like, mama never asked me what I wanted. Mama. She just you sat down and she cut your hair and, and you wore your hair however mama cut it. You didn't. You didn't get an opinion <laughs> in the in the deal. Well, I went about nine months without a haircut. Um, it got <clears> weird. And the last yeah, we time, saw you. Yeah, and the last time I think I just cut it cut it down pretty short, and I went to the uh, Super Clips next door to our <laughs> office. What a fine place that was. And um, <clears throat> had this larger lady give me a haircut, and I've realized the haircut I kind of like as a gentleman's cut is what they call it. A little <laughs> shorter on the sides, longer on the top. And uh, I wear glasses or contacts, and I had glasses on that day, and I had to take them off. And she goes, "How's this look?" And I was like, "That's okay." And she goes, "How do you style your hair?" And you know, I, you're like, believe, Hat. Me, "Believe me, the last <laughs> thing I know was style." I was like, "I was like, I just." It's combing over this way. She gave me a fucking comb over. I had to like cut it like, <laughs> it was like below oh, the my hairline. It's almost buzzed he on took, the side. He just took the hat off. Yeah. Side, but it was like a, it was down here, and I had to get a razor out and cut it. It's like that cut girls get right now where they're buzzing the side of their hair, which oh, is terrible. Wow. That is buzzed yeah. up right to your comb over line. I know. It was a, it was a horrible haircut. So Will comes uh, in. Takes so like this a, is I why I never get a haircut. haircut. Will comes in. I go, what did you do? <laughs> Because he hadn't seen it yet. I go, dude, let me take uh, a picture of that. And then the next day, I'm, I'm trimming his hair up. Lawson took a picture and put it on Instagram. I'm literally cutting like to try to kind of sculpt it out a little bit. That's a good you, friend. Wait, you, let, you let Paul cut your hair? Hey. Yeah, hey, uh, it could be worse yeah I don't know that it could be any worse, honestly. I got mine cut the other day, but it was pretty uneventful. I've got it down to an art now. Like I know I know what I like, and so it works out. Well, a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, it's been 10 years. I've Don't been. you usually wear a mohawk? I did the mohawk for a lot of years uh, on special occasions. I, I work as a nurse now, and folks tend not to trust you as much with their life and, and you know, drugs. When you come in rocking a mohawk, so, so you don't you don't wear a flood tide hat while you're working? No, no, they don't. Right. They frown upon hats. I'm gonna uh, gamble upon one thing here. What's that? Fuck you, man. There, there's three people at this table. There's four that, actually. <laughs> thank you, Will. There's three people at this table that probably never get haircuts with an appointment. One that does, and the other guy that's not here probably does too. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're talking about me and Doug? Yeah. I bet y'all have appointments for your haircuts. I get my haircut where my wife gets her haircut, and she makes my appointments when she. <laughs> eats. Uh, and then they text me and tell me when they are, uh, and then they show up in my eye calendar, due to my yeah. It's, it's God, wonderful. that's even more technical. Oh wow. It's 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 nice to be married. Really. I, I did get a fifty dollar haircut one time. One time. And my buddy, he's like, who's the weird man where you get your haircut? And I was like, oh, you know, whatever. Uh, Thomas's barbershop always has my hair. He's like, you got to go see my Does girl. Does your hair? Yeah, whatever. 
cuts my hair. And she's like, and he's that's like, about, that's even worse than having a plug well, yeah. of And He's like, you gotta go see my girl, and she she runs this uh, this lady. She runs this barber shop in the back of it, like kind of like this. This place is a house that's commercially property, so you guys run a business out of a house essentially. Her barber shop was the same way, but it only had one chair. It was you know appointment only. And you walk in, like, she gives you a beer when you walk in and, like, neck massage. I thought I was going to get a blowjob out of the deal, but it turns out that she didn't go that far with it. <laughs> Weird. But, yeah, it was really strange. Like, I felt awkward about it. This I was, was like, almost PG-13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it turned, it was it was definitely weird. I, I did it one time. It was a nice haircut, but it wasn't any better than I was like, that was $50. You're not done yet. <laughs> exactly. I can give them a signal that we're safe. Like, wee <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're rocking Richard Queso. Y'all ready for some Queso? Uh, yeah, he's around. Let me, go, let me go get him. Hold on. You got a song ready, Will? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Mail sack, mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack. Let's all go inside. Mail sack, mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack. This segment of Richard Queso's Mail Sack brought to you by Long White Beard. Let everyone know how long you've been waiting with your Long White Beard. Is it taking longer than normal? And you don't want to say anything directly, but you want them to know how pissed off you are. Use our own Long White Beard. Also brought to you by Richard Queso's Mullet Flavored Sandwich Spread. Enjoy it now with Queso Corp. Available at richardqueso.com. Here's to you, Richard. Well, hello out there, Flood Tide fans. It's Richard Queso here to answer your questions in my mail sack. Uh, hey, Paul, how you doing? Hey, buddy. I heard, I heard you're going traveling again, leaving Will at the office all the time. He doesn't like it. Hey, that's that's that. that yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> well, that wasn't a very good answer, Paul. <laughs> all right. A good thing I'm answering the questions. Art career. Wrong. Art <laughs> career is what it is. All right. Well, I'm going to dig on down the mail sack. I'm going to tickle the bottom and see what comes out the top. All right. Here we go. So the first question is from <laughs> Jeff Scoggin. Uh, I am seeking advice related to flats etiquette as it applies to the issue of vote proximity while polling the flats in the marsh. Recently, a friend of mine was polling down the edge of the flat when suddenly a boat, ra- a boat raced in 40 yards down the bank in front of them, put the power pole down, and began throwing popping corks. Now, my daddy always tells me to hold my line, never swerve lest you may cause an accident in your attempt to avoid one. My friends chose to follow that advice and quietly pulled on down the bank right over the offending fisherman's popping corks. I wonder if you might take a moment and share your thoughts for flats etiquette given the season is upon us. Thank you, Jeff. Sent from my iPhone. Uh, well, Jeff, uh, I would like to first start off by saying uh, I do not appreciate your friend pulling over my popping corks when I am fishing on a perfectly good spot. Uh, secondly, uh, yeah, I, I can understand frustration when somebody beats you to a good spot. Uh, but you do not need to take that frustration out by pulling your boat over their popping corks. The popping corks are expensive, Jeff. They do not come for free just because we walk into the shop and say, I need popping corks. It costs money. And I think I lost two in that exchange with your friend. Uh, so in the future, if you see me pull up on a really good-looking spot, how about you pull around the back side of my boat, you know, the side without the popping corks? That'd be real great, Jeff. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, moving on before I get too mad. Uh, 
Second question is from a Mr. Marshall Dickey. That sounds like a he sounds like a, a artist, maybe a maybe a, a painter. Paul, is that a is that a painter? I mean, that Marshall Dickey. Maybe it was one of the blues. You brothers. thinking Joel Dickey? Maybe. Oh, he's a god. Yeah, never mind. I, I don't know. I don't know. Who Marshall, Marshall could Dickey. be an artist, though. I don't know. Marshall Dickey. Anyway, Marshall Dickey says, "Mr. Queso, now that the weather is warm and in the days of feeling like summer, what are three tips you can give for catching summer bass?" Thank you, Marshall Dickey, sent from my iPhone. Everybody's sending from their iPhones, apparently. I don't have an iPhone. Uh. Uh, okay, well, uh, apparently, Mr. Dickey, you don't listen to the show because I am a saltwater fishing guide and I give two shits about bass. So here's my three tips for catching bass. Uh, go buy a boat with a lot of glitter on it. Uh, put a motor that's five times too big for it. And then drink a bunch of beer and blow as much money as you can on the same crankbait in 18, 15 colors, okay? Uh, that's all I know about bass fishing. You boys drive around really fast and you throw a bunch of shit. Uh, to catch a little green fish that really doesn't add up to anything anyway. So uh, good luck in your bass fishing, Marshall, uh, and your artwork, I think. Uh, <laughs> the next question comes from uh, Preston Ayla. Uh, Mr. Preston writes, Richard, I recently ordered some awesome Flood Tide Co. stuff in my normal sizes. As some people do, I've gotten fatter over the years, and it would seem that I am now literally too big for my Hunley Bridges. Should I suck it up and lose the weight or just resign myself to be to being the disappointment that I am and buy bigger clothes? What would Richard Queso do? Well, first off, uh, I don't know if you listen to this show much, but uh, Richard Queso has a, a really high self-esteem. Uh, so the first thing I work on is your self-image problem. Uh, there's, there's no problem with being bigger. Bigger just means you got more to love, more to push, more pushing, more cushion for the pushing. Isn't that what they say? Uh, look, man, you need to get over your, over your stigmatism of being a little round, okay? Uh, we make bigger sizes so that you can buy bigger sizes when you eat too much or drink too much or the combination of the two. So I suggest um, you look in the mirror and you say, I love myself. And then you get online, you go to Flood Tide Co., and you buy a bigger pair of pants. Okay? Uh, it's that simple. They make big big size. I mean, look at Paul. He wears them, I mean, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, is that it? I got three questions. That's it. I'm done. That's it. That's it. That's all of them. The mail sack is empty. I like it when I leave with an empty sack, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> mail sack. Mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack. Mail sack. Let's all go inside. Mail sack. Mail sack. Well, we did it. Yeah. Jake, you got any thoughts? Uh, I have many thoughts. <laughs> was it the roller coaster ride you thought it was going to be? Yeah, I had. Uh, you asked me some questions I didn't see coming, and it was. Well, I'm a allergic good time. to a bear spit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Gary, uh, Gary Busey, you know, I'm just happy about that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we should get Busey on sometime. I, you know, he'd answer. We got connections. Okay. What kind of an idiot call. are you? We so. could find we could find Gary Busey's number somewhere out there. I'm sure. Well, should we uh, let's wrap it write up. this thing off? Yeah, man. Let's wrap it up. We gave him enough. Oh, Chick-fil-A fries. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I want that one more. Chick-fil-A fries. <laughs> All right, let's do it. We're getting. Is that the news?